You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. we got a couple other things to talk about in regards to the Chris Harrison podcast, two things that we have not discussed yet. Uh, we've got the challenge from last night. We've got a John Mayer update. I don't think I've ever talked to him about him in Daily Roundup. And then we're going to talk a uh, little sports to end this thing. And we will get to that momentarily. This podcast, as you know, for the month of December has a title sponsor, and it is Earth Echo Foods. You say goodbye to processed chocolates forever and try Earth Echo's new Cacao Bliss Superfood Blend. Enjoy the incredible health benefits of chocolate without worrying about the side effects and added sugars and artificial ingredients. Earth Echo is offering you listeners up to 15% off if you go to shop.earthechofoods.com slash realitysteve and use promo code realitysteve. All you got to do if you don't remember that URL is go to where you listen to your podcast, go to the episode description, click on Earth Echo Foods. It'll bring you right to the landing page. Buy whatever you want. You've also got the Island Bliss, the Chai Bliss, the Golden Superfood Bliss. Check it out. And at checkout, type in Reality Steve, and you will get up to 15% off your order. All right, let's get going. Uh, Maybe you can tell. Maybe you can't. A little bit under the weather. Um, I am a little bit congested. I woke up this morning with the reddest, scratchiest throat in the world. And I know myself, and as long as I've been on this planet, every time I get sick, it starts with a scratchy throat, which then turns into congestion and a runny nose. So nose hasn't been running today very much, but I'm guessing by the time I wake up and you're listening to this, I'll probably be a little bit more congested, a little bit more stuffed up. I did take a COVID test. I was negative, but I'll take one every other day uh, just to check. And um, yeah, it's not fun, but I think it has more to do with the change of the weather here in uh, Dallas. It's definitely getting colder, and that's where I think it's coming from. But yeah, boy, I woke up and yikes, that thing was just kicking my ass. Like It was very, very painful. Um, to swallow and then, so, and I didn't really have stuff here. So went to the store, been sucking on some hauls all day. Going to take some NyQuil before bed and just kind of go from there. Um, so our Thursday podcast, I mentioned it yesterday, the interview podcast, podcast number 318, I believe. Let me make sure I got that number right. I think I did. Yes. 318 is with Steven Fishback. We're doing our biannual wrap-up on Survivor. Wanted to get his thoughts on what happened in the finale last week. Give my thoughts. Once again, he's one of the best guests out there that I have in talking about another show because he is such an expert and he offers so much insight and brings up things that I don't even think about when watching the show back. However, I will say that him and I are kind of in the same boat uh, on this season and what our thoughts were before the finale aired, while it was airing, before votes took place, like we were on the same boat. I think a lot of people were, and we talk about all that. That'll be up in a couple hours on the Reality Steve podcast feed. Okay, so a couple things that we have not addressed in regards to the Chris Harrison podcast that's coming out on January 9th, 2023, and I don't know why I didn't bring this up. It, it was out there from the very first press release about it is that Chris Harrison this is an iHeartRadio 
or iHeart Podcasts, which hosts a lot of the podcasts out there, including some of the Bachelor ones. But this sounds like Chris is going to open up his own podcast network, meaning he's going to have shows that are part of his network. And I thought that was interesting because I'm wondering if, A, some of the people who already have shows in the Bachelor space are going to now just move over to under Chris's umbrella or if he's going to recruit new shows from former contestants to put under his umbrella. I don't know. We don't know any about these. Uh, we don't know anything about all these other shows that are um, the press release said a slate of shows, slate of new shows. I'm guessing Lauren Zima is going to have a, a podcast for sure, which makes sense. Probably an entertainment type podcast where she, you know, interviews some of the people that she's interviewed while she's been working at ET. I'm, I've got to believe she's going to, 100% have a podcast. As for everything else, we would just have to wait. But I did notice that, and I thought that was interesting because I'm curious to see if he wants to even maintain any sort of Bachelor-related programming under his umbrella. I, I don't know. Obviously, the show is a v- named after you know the most dramatic podcast ever. We know that's one of his famous lines from the show when he hosted, and... I don't necessarily think that means this is going to be a Bachelor-related podcast. I really don't. But the fact that he has his own network now and there's going to be a quote-unquote slate of shows coming, be interesting to see if it's Bachelor contestants that are chummy with him, if it's going to be his golfing buddies, if it's going to be... I mean, we don't know. But that is coming. It's not just, hey, Chris got a podcast. It's Chris is kind of launching his own podcast network and will have shows underneath it. So keep an eye out for that. One thing that came up yesterday, I don't know if you know this, but Rachel Lindsay on her Higher Learning podcast with Van Lathan was flat out asked, one, have you been asked to be part of Chris Harrison's podcast? And two, if you were, what would your answer be? She said, No, I haven't been asked, and if I was asked, no, I wouldn't do it. And that's the smart answer, and it's what she should do. She has no reason to jump back into that. This was two years ago, and as she said in her answer yesterday, like, if he contacted me for that, that's literally the first time he's contacted me in two years. So clearly it wouldn't be because he cares about my well-being. He wants to make amends. If he wanted to make amends, he would have done it off air, and she said he hasn't reached out to her. So anything he did now would be very performative and would be for clicks on his end. And she's not interested in in helping him out in that way, nor should she be. And that's not then. And that's not really just an F you to him. It's just like, be real. If he really cared about what happened with Rachel, because we all know what went down. Rachel did nothing other than ask questions in an interview. And Chris was the one that just ran his mouth. And then she got all the shit for it, you know toxic bachelor nation just went to town on Rachel and according to her, Chris never reached out once to see how she was doing. Uh, you know, basically Chris went on that interview with Rachel to basically tell everybody, Hey, have some, have some grace regarding Rachel Kirkconnell. She hasn't spoken out yet. Have a little grace yet. When Rachel is getting vehemently attacked by toxic bachelor nation, Chris was silent. He could have come out and said, hey, you guys back off, Rachel. She didn't do anything wrong. I did. I was the one who spoke out of turn. I was the one who was just answering a question and went off on a tangent 
and talked about how 50 million people in the U.S. went to antebellum parties. Like, <laughs> I still can't believe he said that, but he did. But Rachel made it very clear. No, I'm not going on his podcast. This was two years ago. I'm, I've put it behind me. I've moved on. And him coming, him even asking me now would be so phony. I mean, that, she didn't say the word phony, but we know exactly what she was getting at. It's just like, hey, he hasn't contacted me in two years. So anything of him trying to contact me now and trying to make this all about a, hey, Rachel, I'm sorry, while I'm sure she kind of forgot, you know, or, you know, she she forgave but didn't forget. She basically said the last thing she said was his GMA interview with Michael Strahan, where Michael Strahan exited that interview and said he didn't believe a word that Chris said. She said after the GMA interview, let's accept his apology and move on. And that's where they've left it, and they haven't spoken since. So she said that Chris – actually, she said Chris right after that – right after Rachel said that, basically sent a thank you, and that was it. And, um, yeah, there's no point for her to go on his podcast and, and drag this up again. So she can what? Get harassed by Toxic Bachelor Nation again? Why would she put herself through that? That makes zero sense. Chris doesn't need to contact her. She doesn't need to if he even did, and now he's not going to, if he even did. She would say no. Now, Van, her co-host, said, Chris, come on our podcast. And if Chris is going to do anything with Rachel, it should be him going on hers. She has no obligation to him. If anything, he should go on hers. I doubt he will, but they extended the invitation. Van did and said, come on, we will have you on in a heartbeat. Um, but doubt that's going to happen. But, yeah, that was that was brought up yesterday on her podcast because, you know, her co-host asked her, hey, has he contacted you? No. If he did, would you do it? No. Makes sense to me. The challenge last night, one of the all-time classics in terms of a daily challenge, they did trivia. It wasn't a spelling bee, even though there were some spelling questions in there. Olivia did not know how to spell allegiance. And somebody didn't know how to spell, Jordan didn't know how to spell Anissa's last name. But a couple spellers did get words right. And, you know, it's, trivia is like, I, I know a lot of people sit at home and like, oh my God, that's the easiest question in the world. How do you not know the answer to that? But trivia is so, <laughs> trivia is just so random. I mean, you could ask me a trivia question about, um, I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think of a classic movie that I've never seen. And I can't think of one off the top of my head, but there are plenty that I haven't seen. If you could ask me a question about it and you'd be like, oh, my God, I've seen the movie 50 times. How do you not know that? Well, because I haven't seen it. So how would I know it? And if you asked me a trivia question about it, I wouldn't know it. But if I asked you a trivia question about something you hadn't seen, you wouldn't know it either. And I'd be like, how do you not know that? So. Trivia is whatever to me. I remember back in my radio days, this was so funny. I didn't work at the show at this time, but I knew people who did. There was a show that used to, had a segment called, um, they basically stump the host. And people would call up with trivia questions. And this was, I'm talking, this was in the mid-90s. So the internet was early early phases of the internet. So it's not like you could just literally go on your phone and Google the answer. 
people would call up and say, I've got a question to stump the host. And then the person behind the scenes that was answering the phones would be like, okay, what's your question? And then the person behind the scenes would be like, uh, who, you know, who's the NBA? Obviously, this isn't one of the questions because it's so easy, but who's the NBA all-time leading scorer? I want to ask the host if he knows that. And the person answering the phones would be like, okay. And, and, and the answer is, and the caller would be like, oh, it's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay, hold on. That, that, that's a good one. We might be able to stump him with that. Put him on hold. And then before the host brings him up to ask the question, they're just telling the host the answer that the caller gave them. And the host never got it wrong. And I don't know how many people caught on to it. And we got to remember, now people will be like, okay, he's obviously being told the answers behind the scenes or Googling it. This was mid-90s. I remember for a couple weeks there, they had me going. I'm like, how does he know the answer to everything? And then I found out, I found out later through friends in the industry, they're like, yeah, the caller would just have to tell the person answering the phone what the answer was. And then while they're on hold and waiting until they got brought up, yeah, the, the, the phone screener would just tell the host, oh, hey, when we bring up this guy, the answer is uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> a classic radio trick, which brings me to another one. I know I've brought this up a few times in my column, and I know I've brought this up a few times, yeah, in my column. I don't know if I brought it up on a past podcast, but to all of you out there who listen to morning radio, FM radio, and have heard the radio bit about Ryan's Roses. Ryan Seacrest does it. It's called Ryan's Roses. Other morning show bits do it for your local morning DJ. They used to do it out here uh, with Kid Craddock, RIP, in Dallas. Um, they've done it. Whoever your morning sh- show team is in whatever city you're in, usually it's a big city that does it. They have that bit where we're going to call somebody right now and say that they've won a free dozen roses to send whoever to whoever they want. But their girlfriend slash wife is very suspicious they might be cheating. So we're going to tell them they have free roses to send anywhere. And we're going to catch them to see if they send them to their wife or girlfriend or they send them to somebody else. And then inevitably they send it to somebody else that's not her wife, their wife or girlfriend. They bring the wife and girlfriend on the phone and the guy's caught red handed or whatever. I'm here to say I've been in radio. I know how this works. I hope none of you believe that that's actually real. Every time any radio station in America does that, that is all hired actors that do that. It's just a radio bit. Do not fall for it. It's not real. Ryan's Roses is not real. I know. Sorry. Spoiler. <laughs> like, I, I, I apologize, but I, it's when I first heard that, you know, Grant, I had been out of radio when I first started hearing that. Um, I knew it wasn't legit. I mean, just like it made no sense. Um that every time they did it, they just happened to catch the guy. Every time they did it, the guy happened to pick up the phone. Um, it was never questioning, wait, who is this? Or why did I win a, a free dozen roses? Or, you know, it's just like, I, I'm, just, I'm here to tell you, that's not a guess. That's not a prediction. It, it doesn't seem fishy to me. I've been in radio. It's a bit. It's not real. Those people on the phone are not a couple they're not even related. They're two actors and actresses they got off of a, you know, radio radio stations have a basically a, um, they have access to people who do radio bits, and they have access to all these different voiceover work people, and that's who it usually is. It's people that do voiceover work, and they just have them record that phone call. It's not live. It's all ta- it's all pre taped. So I'm sorry to burst your bubble. 
I know a lot of you think it's funny and you and you probably tell your friends about it like, oh my God, this guy and his wife caught him and she's yelling at him on the phone and they're cursing. It's not real. It's all fake. It's all for radio. So, sorry, I hate to burst your bubble, but unfortunately, Ryan's Roses is not a real thing, nor is any of those, whatever they're called in your local market that does that for their morning radio team. Moving on, I, I can't say I ever thought I'd talk about John Mayer on this podcast, but he went on the Call Her Daddy podcast and addressed something that has been like a, I don't know, I guess it's been an urban legend for years, even though he has shot it down for years, and no one seemed to listen or no one seemed to want to care to change the narrative of it. But for the longest time, everybody has said, and it's been just accepted, that his song Body is a Wonderland was about Jennifer Love Hewitt. And he went on Call Her Daddy and said, I hate to you know, tell people, but it's not. And all you have to do is look at the dates. He didn't start dating Jennifer Love Hewitt until a year after that song came out. So, again, I was never into, I just, I, I had always heard that, but I didn't care enough whether to follow through. Of like, wait a second, when was that song released and when was he dating her? It was just like, okay, it is or it isn't. It doesn't really affect me, but... I just think it's weird now that he said that and he said it for years, why people haven't accepted that it wasn't about her. And it's probably a good thing, John, because Jennifer of Hewitt was my crush in the nineties. So you don't get to write a song about her body being a wonderland. No, thank you. But yeah, it's not about her. And he reiterated again, it's not about her because he didn't date her until a year after the song came out. He said it was about a girl he liked in high school. Okay, we will we will take his word for it and um, we will never associate Jennifer Love Hewitt with that song, even though I never really did. So ending this with some sports news. Talk about the NFL taking over Christmas weekend. Holy Jesus. You realize in the NFL this week we have a game tonight. We've got your slate on Saturday, which is a bunch of games, three games Sunday, and a Monday night game. Now, the reason is because Christmas falls on a Sunday this year, and the NFL doesn't want to put their normal Sunday slate, a full slate of games on Sunday. So they have to move them to Saturday. And that's why there's only three games on Sunday. Normally, if Christmas did not fall on a Sunday, they would just have the three games on Saturday and then your full slate on Sunday. But you're looking at what's interesting is the three games on Sunday were supposed to be, if you looked at the schedule at the beginning of the season, they were all teams that were either up and coming or were playoff teams. The first game on Sunday is Green Bay at Miami. Well, Green Bay was a playoff team last year. Miami, you know, had gotten Tyreek in the offseason and they were expected to be good. Miami's good. Green Bay is six and eight. So that's the first game. The second game is the Broncos at the Rams. The Rams, defending Super Bowl champions. The Broncos picked up Russell Wilson in the offseason. Now they're two crap four and ten teams. And then the Sunday night game, Christmas night, is Tampa Bay at Arizona. 
Arizona was a playoff team last year. Tampa Bay was a playoff team last year. Tom Brady. Five of the six teams playing on Sunday have an under 500 record. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins is the only team over 500. So Sunday's games, while Sunday has always been, or Christmas Day has always been basically when people start watching the NBA because there's always good games on, on the NBA slate. Uh, Sunday, there's a bunch of crap games. And I'm actually going to the Mavericks game on Sunday. It's part of my season ticket package. Mavericks-Lakers, 1.30 Central Time, and they're going to have the unveiling of the Dirk Nowitzki statue in front of the AAC at 11 a.m. So me and my niece are going to go to that. That should be really cool, although I hope I'm not. I Really, it's supposed to be pretty cold, cold there on Sunday, so I don't know. I got to see how I recover from this in the next two days, as long as I'm not coughing or, you know, going through two boxes of Kleenex a day. I think I think I should be fine. But yeah, so NFL. And here's the thing: even though basically all three games suck on Sunday, it'll completely outdraw NBA on television and anything else on television because NFL is king. I guarantee way more people watch Denver at Rams. Four and ten versus four and ten than anything else on Sunday, and that just shows you how dominant the NFL is. But yeah, I'm looks like I'm going to miss pretty much the first and second game. I'm probably not going to because I'll be gone at the Maverick game. But that should be fun. Um, obviously, being a Dirk fan and seeing him get his own statue is going to be really cool. And then just getting uh, you know to watch LeBron and the Lakers against the Mavericks on, on Christmas Day will be really cool. So looking forward to that. Hopefully uh, I'm better. Thanks for uh, getting through this with me today. Uh, like I said, in a couple hours, your podcast number 318 with Stephen Fishback from Survivor, where we recap everything that happened on the Survivor finale will be up. So check for that in your podcast feed. Thank you all for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast. Much appreciated. And I will be back tomorrow with yet another Daily Roundup. So until then, see you!